Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got CrashPlan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Okay, so there's this podcast episode that we recorded 18,000 years ago. It's episode two of this show, and I reference this episode multiple times a month. So I have people in my DMs, in our Boss Project group, message me, whatever, who are like, okay, I'm really like finally ready to just go out on my own. And I think I'm going to finally start listening to you. And I'm going to like start with services, which was what we tell you guys all the time. If you don't know that you haven't been listening and I'm like, cool, cool, cool. Before you do anything, go listen to this episode because back in episode two, back in 2017, the year we launched this show, we had you on, Abigail. I interviewed you (laughs) where you shared how you replaced your corporate income after you got laid off. So since I referenced that episode on the regular, I figured it would be super fun to do a 2021 version of if that happened to you today, what would you do? Some of the things I think you would do similar, but like what would be the new twist of what you know now? And is there any new strategies that you would kind of use because, you know, technology and marketing evolves so much from back then? Yeah. So first I want, because I don't think everyone, you know, we haven't really recapped our stories in a long time. So can you let us know how you even got started in being your own boss? Yeah, for sure. So back in the day, I went to school for graphic design and then landed in marketing. And I worked for a whole bunch of different industries, anywhere from agency life to nonprofit education to in-house corporate. And I ended up my last stop before starting my business was in a startup. And it was a startup tech company, which... They're just like a whole beast of their own. And I can only imagine how much more complicated that all would have been if I were more in like a Silicon Valley kind of tech. Yeah, you were a startup tech company in the Midwest. Yeah, totally different. So I don't claim to know quite the level of crazy that I know some of you have dealt with. But all that to be said, I was in a kind of awkward nothing else but awkward situation where I was actually recruited out of my in-house corporate position to work for this startup. I quit that job somewhere around Thanksgiving, started right around Christmas time. Like my first day was the Christmas party at this new job. (laughs) I'm new. Where's my present? (laughs) Exactly. Awkward day to start to begin with. And by 
February, like the end of February, I was given 30 day notice that they were laying off the entire marketing department, not just me. Like it wasn't like I fucked up. It was the whole department was being disintegrated. Cause what do we not need? Marketing. I don't know. There's a lot to be said about. Are they still in business or did they like close, close? No, they're they're definitely still in business. I would say maybe unethically for a couple of things, but I, I won't get into that. This is not a roast on how they ran their company. But I did have this 30-day window where like I knew I was being let go and my job would be no longer, but I had to make some quick decisions about what was next for me. It was kind of a unique situation where genuinely if I had wanted to, I probably could have gone back to my previous job, which is odd, but I had left on good terms and that was an option. I had recruiters contacting me on a weekly basis because at that point, the job market, mm-hmm. they just needed a ton of marketing people. And so I could have definitely got another corporate position, but I was kind of at this transition point in my life where I looked at my husband and said, I feel like it's now or never. Like, I feel like if I don't try to do this now, I'm going to be kicking myself mm-hmm. years down the road. And so he was like, "Well, and tell us a little bit about where you were in life. So other people, yeah, who maybe no, for sure. So I was, fun. I was newlywed. Like we were in the first couple of years of marriage. We had a small, um, first time house, but we definitely lived pretty minimally. The kind of awkward situation was that my spouse had actually quit his position to move cross country so we could live in the same state, which is great. But his job, so you have to think about the time period. We're still on the back end of like recovering from the recession. And so his job, he's a trained landscape architect that industry hadn't quite come back yet. And so he had started his job, which was his first job in Kansas City, the same time I started this new position. So he'd only been working in Kansas City for like three, four months. When I got laid off, we had definitely strategically decided when we bought our home to make sure that we could support it on one income because at the time when we purchased it, I was the sole provider but we didn't have any kids and we, you know, we're still young and our bills were low. And so it was like, okay. They're like what? 23, 24. Um, I'm 31 now and it was five years ago. So whatever that math was, 25, 26, something like that. And I was just ready for a new challenge. And I was a little, I was a lot more cocky then than I am now. (laughs) I learned um, my lesson to just kind of, I don't know. I I know how much I don't know now. Back then yeah. I was like, I know so much. I can do whatever <laughs> I want. But I was definitely confident. And so I took the risk and I said, you know what? Like, I'm not even going to approach my pe- previous position. I'm going to stop talking to recruiters altogether. I'm going to spend every ounce of energy I have trying to get this started. And I I gave myself a timeline. And I I think part of this was to 
kind of seek approval from my husband. Um, I was like, okay, give me 90 days. Mm-hmm. If maybe even I said six months, I don't even remember. I probably said it correctly in the first episode, but whatever. I gave myself a timeline and I was like, if I can't do it within this timeline, then I'll look for a more traditional job. But 30 days later, I had clients. I had replaced my corporate income and things were pretty smooth sailing from there. Yeah. So what did you not do? Let me lay this out for the people who didn't hear the word clients. She didn't then start a macrame business. No. She didn't go buy coffee mugs and try to sell them on Instagram. Mm -mm. She didn't try to sell calligraphy prints. She didn't like none. None of this was physical at all. None of it was a skill that she didn't know. I'm not saying I don't love those products and you can't have a kick-ass business of those, but the big lesson at the top of this episode that I want you all to hear, if you are in this situation where maybe you got laid off last year and you're still trying to figure your shit out, maybe you want to leave that nine to five and you just don't know, there is a difference between getting something set up that can pay your bills, open your network, give you confidence, teach you business, have you work a job for yourself and fulfilling like the lifelong childhood dream that you've always had of being like a balloon artist. None of those (laughs) things are bad, but the difference between you want and need to get paid and learn some business lessons versus you being in massive debt, not being confident in yourself because sales aren't happening or they're happening slowly or not being profitable for five years. Like those are the options. And so many people choose the side of the scale that just gets you so far down. And then you come to us five years into it with all of this, these stories that you've told yourself that you can't make it work that you're not cut out for this, or you're having to go back to a job that feels toxic for you, or is it in alignment with the health stuff that you have going on or your family stuff that you have going on right now, when in reality, like you just picked the wrong end of that scale? Yeah, I think I think the mistake I see people make, and I think you're you're hitting it, is that, you know, people try to go from what I think a lot of people feel is like a secure, stable income, like the steady paycheck to let me pick this dream job and let me build it from scratch. And I think what you need instead is a bridge. And the best bridges are the ones you've already started to build. And I think there's some planks already there, friends. Like you already have the skills to do something that people want to pay you for. You likely have either been paid to do this in a previous position, went to school for it, or you have volunteered on some level and done some kind of nonprofit work or, or um, worked for like cash under the table yeah, exactly. with your neighbors you or your aunt. You have done this before. Like this is mm-hmm. not a new skill you're trying to develop. This is not something you need to go back to school to learn. This is not something no. you need to invest a ton of money to get started. And I'm not saying that product businesses aren't amazing. I'm not saying... I have one, guys. Like I love them. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're incredible. My biggest... And I literally just had this conversation two days ago. I was talking yeah. to a friend and she... I feel terrible. Her COO is a racist and she's in this like 
crappy position where she's living paycheck to paycheck and she wants to leave, but feels forced to be discriminated against every single day of her life. It's because finances. (laughs) Anyway, so it's not about that. But when I sat her down, I was like, okay, I know that you have a dream to do this, 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 this. I, I want those things for you. I want you to have all of that come true. But right now, I want you to be safe. I want you to feel secure. I want you to have savings. I want you to not be scared all the time. And I think she had a hard time hearing me say that because she, she wants to just like leap and do these other things. And I'm not saying don't work on them. I, most of the time I think because this is a skill you already have, you can usually take off pretty quickly with it and start working on this other thing. In those 30 days when I left that position, I very happily walked away from the environment I was in. Yeah. Even I, yes, got clients, but Mm -hmm. immediately I was building my future. Yep. Yep. I didn't necessarily know what it looked like. Exactly. Guys, she started the blog, the blog and the Instagram account that turned into Think Creative Collective that turned into Boss Project. She didn't know that she was doing that at that time. Sometimes, and this is where I'm going to get a little woo on you here, but I'm like, okay, so I just watched this the other day. I was on a TikTok. I probably saved it. So if I can find it, I will drop the link of it or the account in the show notes. But it's basically this woman coming on and she was talking about how we have been conditioned to believe a toxic reality in that we can give and flow into others from a place of not abundance and that we do not take care of ourselves first in order to then take care of others. Because so often when we, especially we talk to our, our people who are like, okay, I, I fine. I'll go with a service. This doing a service, even if it's photography, web design, branding, like uh, wedding planning, it doesn't matter. Whatever that is, you are literally in the business of serving others. Okay. So what that has us do, right? Is then we then want to help others and give to others and do all of these things. You literally cannot do that until your needs are checked. And we have been taught for so often that as long as I can feed myself and I have a roof over my head, I can then abundantly, whether this means financially, time, energy, boundaries, it doesn't matter. Then I can give all of these things to other people. And that is just not true. And it's when your cup your cup overflows that you can then give it to other people. Not when it's half empty, but when it's overflowing, you deserve to check in with yourself first. You deserve to check your boxes first across the board before going anywhere else. That, that is not selfishness. That is not greed. It is you being able to serve and do amazing things to other people. Yeah. Well, and it's so true that you are the product of the people you spend time with. And, you know, up to this point in my life and career, if you were to check my friends list on social media, the 99% of them worked for someone else. They collected a paycheck. A lot of them lived like above their means because they Mm -hmm. couldn't afford the life that they wanted. And... I had been conditioned that 
abundance was not possible and that instead you had to work really hard for your entire life to hopefully mm-hmm. one day retire and likely at that point you still didn't have enough money and so you still had to work and you still had to do things to scrape by until mm-hmm. the day you die or maybe you know sometimes in your 70s or 80s then you finally get to do your thing like my grandma yeah. went on her first international trip to China in her 70s no nope. no nope. no nope. and I was like I'm not waiting to live that long. And so it took me not only believing in myself, but I had to uproot and find new people. Now, if you were to go Mm -hmm. on my social media and I mean, my friends list is not an accurate representation of who my actual friends are because it's just a (laughs) whole bunch of people at this point. But if you really knew who my friends were, 98% of them are entrepreneurs. They are big thinkers. They are big believers. They, they have huge ambitions. They know they are made for more and they strive for it all the time. They're not going to let other people hold them back and they're lifting each other up. And so the only way I had was able to even think that was possible is I had just like slowly started surrounding myself with people that I viewed as more successful than myself. I had a friend back then who she had started this style blog and I think it kind of blew my mind because I was like, I think that's all she's doing. Like this is what she's doing. This is her life. Like, how is this her life? I'm confused. Like, and I think it just opened my eyes up that I didn't have to, because I had already rebelled at this point. You know, my parents wanted me to be a doctor or an engineer and I went to design school, no, art school. <laughs> like, um, okay, let me do this. And now here I am, and what other people might view as an unstable job, because here I am getting laid off. I'm gonna be a starving mm-hmm. artist forever. No. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you got, if you were in corporate world right now, and you walked into work. As after Christmas break, you're like ready to start the new year. You're like going to hang out with your marketing team and you get laid off today. What would you do tomorrow? Guys, I am not afraid to work hard. And I think it's easy to want to do all the things. Okay. I get it. Like when you have that kind of fire under your booty, you're going to be like, and I need this and I need to do that. And I need this. And I'm going to go over here and do blah, blah, blah. But like back then, and even still today, I would get some kind of website up, but it wouldn't need to be perfect. It would just need to exist. I wouldn't worry about my, would you still go, would you go back to like branding and design? Is that the service you would offer still today? Today. Mm -hmm. Probably. Yeah. I was going to say, if I was asked the same question, I would 100% like start doing stock photos again. Yeah. I mean, even though I'm a little out of practice, I could pick up web design again. I'm sure yeah. I could learn show it. I, you yeah. know, I'm already comfortable with Squarespace. I'm, it's not that I stopped learning about design. I'm still in the design field. I just don't physically do it every day. Could I do it now? Totally. Would that be what I pick up? Probably. Because here's the thing. It would be easy to say, oh, well, you know, you spent this many years being the CEO of some company. Now you're better than and all you can do is consulting work. Fuck off. Consulting work is 
Literally. It's a different ball game. It's it you can sell it, obviously, but I would 100 percent pick up that just like packages, three tiers, here's my shit, here's I my deliverables. At this point, be way more apt to like start an agency right away instead yeah. of me yeah. do it myself. Same. But back then I was not afraid to do the work myself, run the business myself, do all the. Okay. So here's a conversation. Let's actually do this. So I know there's, there are members of our audience who, who are at a different point in their life. They're older. They have a partner who like their income is needed. Yes. In their house. Cause they like want to take vacations and for extra stuff, but it's not like dire like it was when we were in our 20s. Yeah. Um, maybe they do have kids, but they're older. But the the we still recommend starting with services, like 100 yeah. percent But it literally imagine like Boss Project right now, you're not the CEO. You're a high-level employee and you get laid off. You know everything you've known from Boss Project. You have your network, you have your resources, you have everything. Mm-hmm. You have cash. What would you do? I mean, I think I would start local. I would build a branding and marketing boutique based in Kansas City, based on serving local businesses, based on boosting shopping small because it's something I'm, I believe, so wholeheartedly in. And, and it's like super popular right now. It's kind of popular right now, which sounds shitty, but like that's where my roots are. I like love it i would i if i could only shop from like little boutique brands from all over kansas city that's how i would live do i shop at target what packages would you put together um i would would call me to see if i also got laid off for sure i would (laughs) i still think my gut is kind of figuring out the transition so it's interesting i don't think you know, I think if you had asked me maybe two years ago, I would have said social media, but I just think there's so much like high pressure right now. And like, it is changing a, a lot minute by minute. <laughs> and so I don't necessarily know if I would go that route. Not that I would be opposed to like designing content for that, but I still think I would probably do branding and websites. I do mm-hmm. think I would offer way more photography services. I love styling shoots. They're a shit ton of work. You're so good at that. I love like we're the best styling team ever. I guys here picture this. So I was like on a ladder with the camera and Abby was on the floor like moving backgrounds and moving the floral and the candle and the notebook. And I was like, grab this over here. Okay, now let's change this. And I'm click, 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 click. That was what we did first. I still dream about the little like siesta taco party oh, that we put together. Fabulous day. I mean, it was so much work to prepare. Like I'm like yeah. running around to little Mexican grocery stores to buy uh-huh. canned goods, to dump canned goods so I can put flowers in them. Uh-huh. And then we have to make tacos and get floral together. We borrowed a table. Okay. I think this is hilarious. <laughs> This is hysterical. If you're from Kansas City, you will think this is even more funny. Okay, so this was maybe four years ago now. Yeah. Charlie Hustle was like barely a thing back then. They were babies. We borrowed Charlie Hustle's main table in their... 
like in, in their store, in their store, in their, like, yeah. like that they had all the t-shirts on. That's like 1200 pounds. <laughs> we had, and they brought it to us. They volunteered to put it on a fucking trailer <laughs> and haul it across town. So we could take pictures with this like beautiful wood table. It's it's, not, it's a stunning table. It's not just like a folding table. It's beautiful. It's like hand carved wooden. Oh. It fit the aesthetic. Did you just see it and you were like, "Can we have that?" Well, how I, did that even happen? I think just I asked. No, I think I asked a um, local furniture maker if we could borrow a table, and they're like, "We don't really oh, have exactly. any at the moment." Like, you know who has a good one? Charlie Russell. Like, we're like, oh, we put God, one over here. Cool. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com jumpstart. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. 
After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. We wanted, you know, accessories for this photo shoot. And so we went to West Elm and we were like, hey... You work with bloggers or influencers. Like, can we have some stuff or whatever? And I, we were probably the last person they let do this because it's, I think now the rule is like, you have to pay for like a bunch of it and then you return it and you can't borrow this kind of stuff, but you can borrow this stuff. I don't know what happened, but we basically pulled your scion up to the back of that West Elm door and just hauled poofs and pillows and napkins and so many things. And we didn't... I don't think we are ultimately the ones that ruined it for the rest of Kansas City because we returned all of that shit in perfect condition. In perfect condition, yeah. But I'm sure someone didn't, and that's why they don't work with brands. Yeah, it wasn't us, guys. But I would 100% pull together styled shoots. I think people do not understand the value that that can bring and what it can create. 100%. So – as much as I'd probably still do website, if I could lean more. I don't think you would do the website. I think you would full lean into agency now that you have like cash because you would have to hire people. Yeah. And so maybe you wouldn't be like mega profitable your first month, but you would have, I mean, but you could do it the second month, like with those, those margins. <sighs> agency would, life. It would be expensive to work with. Me. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. ten to twenty thousand dollars for mm-hmm. a high end package, mm-hmm. and it would be an experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't hesitate. But the thing is, if that sounds uber fucking intimidating to you, then don't, don't start there. Here. Offer three five hundred dollar package. I think you're point about that I do think there are some people that are just in a different stage of life where like it's not about the grind as much. They just uh-huh. want to create something else. I think if that's the case, there's kind of a cross between you having to decide what do you actually want? Like what level of effort do you want to put into something? Mm-hmm. What do you want to be doing every day? Versus like, what do you actually need? Cause honestly I had this conversation side conversation with Emily and I do think this would be a point I not that I wouldn't start another business I would hands down start another business I can't back to corporate what (laughs) I wouldn't go back to corporate but I do think I would actually spend less time like working with clients and trying instead on the back end to invest because I mean as an adult I've had a lot of success with investing in the stock market and like I mean, I don't manage that shit. I have a financial advisor to do that for me. But like I would spend, I would have more of my money going over here. And this would be more for like fulfilling my creativity. And like, I would literally, sorry that I'm putting lipstick on right now, but it's actually chapstick. And because my lips are like really chapped. Sorry. I was wondering, (laughs) why are you putting on lipstick? It's the the B one, but it's tinted. It's the only one I have in my drawer, but my lips like hurt right now. Anyways. I would 100%. I know you didn't ask me, but I'm going to tell you. I would 100% do agency stuff. I would make you quit or make sure that you were laid off also. Because oh, we'd, we'd do have this to do it together. Experience. 
we I I would fully start this agency with every single intention to sell it within like five years. Mm, yes, for sure. That would that's what I would do. That's the biggest difference is like, you know, back in the day, it was like, I'm going to build this. So it makes sense for me and my life and blah, blah, blah. Uh And I think now I'm like, I know that I would not want to do that forever. And I would have fun for a hot minute. But could I build a reputation or build a brand or build? We would be the Kansas City, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. And it would be fun. So this is our notice that we're quitting Boss Project. <laughs> no, we are not starting an agency, although it does sound really fun. I mean, in a global pandemic, it would probably be really hard to pull together. It would be really issue. difficult. Yeah, we can do it next year. Okay. 2020. We'll, we'll think about it. We'll think about it. <laughs> okay, so what else would you be thinking about? So we're in a different place in our life. So we're yes, we're still starting with services, but we're we're running more of an agency model. The profit would still be there within the first quarter. Would you it would be local, so like maybe you wouldn't be spending you wouldn't be spending any time really on ads like we do now. No, I wouldn't be relationship building. I would definitely be relationship building and I do think I would build a business more focused on how I could retain them. So yeah, rather than packages that kind of go away, I would think about, is there a way I can work with these people on a quarterly basis and somehow because what this could look like, like someone literally steal this idea is like the initial package is yeah, 20 K because we're maybe you're like needing to revitalize your website. We'll do a whole branded photo shoot for you. You have photos for that. You have photos for like all of your marketing collateral, whatever. And then the next thing is like, okay, now you need product specific photos. Okay. That's a completely different like studio setup, whatever. Okay. Now you're needing like social photos, ad photos, marketing promote, like banner photos, like all of those things are different needs. And so I could definitely see a retainer type situation for clients like that. Yeah. And, you know, I think just thinking about how these places around town have thrived, you know, the interesting thing that has been a big shift in the last five years is while there is still this shop small mentality, most of the small boutiques are no longer only in stores. Like right. they're selling online, like Pink Antler uh, out yeah. of Leewood. They're one of my favorite little shops. They have cute gifts, but a ton of like party stuff. I and- did my first and only pop up there, you guys, with my handmade jewelry. But their website, like, I think they could be huge. And like, yeah, they have a little storefront, but they, I think they're going to end up needing a warehouse for all this stuff they ship and stuff. So I'm thinking like, okay, yeah, serving local clients, but who have online audiences, who have bigger presence, how are you supporting them in their sales cycle? I do think while last time I supported people kind of in the food space, I would probably lean more to product or retail-based businesses, just because I think it's more fun. They're really seasonal, and so they need ongoing support. I don't know. Not that I'm not opposed to doing food. I'd want to do, like, one good – I'd want to do a salsa and, like, a cheese place, just so I can have some food throughout the year. (laughs) I mean, I'm not opposed. But, you know, I think the big thing here is because I'm at a different point in my life, I do think I have different – 
connections than I did. So before it was like, who do I know that knows people? Now I know people. So I think it's more of me spending the time to really get in front of who my favorite shops are. I already know a lot of the people who own them, like actually sitting down with them, essentially pitching myself and my services and how I can take them to the next level. I do think I would be less intimidated to kind of cold pitch. A hundred percent. Than I was back in the day before I was like, who needs this? And like trying to find people. Whereas like, be like, bitch, this is 20 K you ready to pay because you need it. Uh huh. And I would explain why they need it and how I could help them and like really present a value offering to them. Do I think some people would say no? Totally. But do I think I could turn around and build a business? Yes. 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 Okay. So here's a curveball. Okay. You cannot start your own business or agency. You have to go work for someone else's company. Would you work for someone locally and find like corporate here or would you like tr- like see someone who's doing exceptional in this industry and work for them? I would probably opt to find a CMO type position for someone in our industry. Not necessarily a competitor, but like because of our relationships with softwares and services that serve the entrepreneur, I would probably search out a CMO position at a yeah. software company. I would go work for Dipsado. Well, yeah. I mean, that's what I was Flat saying out. all the time. <laughs> if I quit this, I would uh-huh. work remotely mm-hmm. for my favorite mm-hmm. people on the planet. Uh-huh. Yeah. <sighs> oh, what else? Okay. So, so I think it's really interesting the completely, I would, what I would love for you guys to do is truly go listen to episode two and then listen to this one and just like, see how vastly different. Cause we recorded that one. Yes. In 2017, but it had been two, I guess two years since you had been laid off. And so it was still super fresh. I mm-hmm. feel like, mm-hmm. and we were still brand new to business and yeah. growing this. And we were two years into this and I am in a different place in my life. Like mm-hmm. I do I still want to make an income yeah like I want to have vacations and buy cool shit for my house but you know what also we didn't really touch on this because I already run another business like if boss project went away I would probably lean a lot more into the lifestyle brand that I'm building yeah and work more if boss project went away I would double down on earrings right right Because it's easier Mm -hmm. to start with something that already exists than to start Mm -hmm. over. Mm -hmm. So the interesting thing is I do think I would make less money for a longer period of time with my second business than if I were to start over from scratch doing things I already want to do, which is interesting, but because it's not as like urgent, like I think this other thing could pass up what I'm doing. Right. Or what I could do. It's just hard because, like, there's so many things I want to do in life. Like, I really want to do an agency. I'm like, I don't want to do it right now. Sounds so fun. No. I think I'm over it. (laughs) No. I mean, I could do it and I would do it. And it is so fun. But, like, I just don't want to work that hard. I was explaining. I don't want to do it. I just want to, like, 
I don't know. I think that there could be a way. Direction. See, the problem yeah. is I would have to have excellent, excellent people managers. Like not just project managers, but like people who manage people both internally, the team that we're building, but also externally with clients because clients are just like a whole thing. Even if you love them, they're a whole thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I just, I was explaining to someone about the membership we've built. And I'm like, I not to get too into the nitty gritty, but I'm like, we have someone who designs the templates. And then like, we have someone who manages the customer service. And we send some emails out about it, but I don't write those either. And... <laughs> So we kind of have an agency. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> kind of. We're just serving members instead of clients. Right. So I'm like, I just, I'll just go that. <laughs> Seems like the easiest option. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So entitled, I'm not. Okay. Right. Right. Um, let's, um, let's wrap this on talk strategy to me. Okay. Because I do think. For, for real, real, there are people who, you know, struggled in their jobs, both with their own and for other people last year, and it's continuing to leak into this year. And I think there might be some people who are ready to, to put down some big dreamy expectations for a second. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying forever, but for a second and start to build a consistent, reliable mm-hmm. income. So mm-hmm. give me three to five action steps for people to do and think about. So one, I think you need to identify a skill you already have that you could turn around and do tomorrow for a, a client and charge a premium price for. You need to identify what that skill is and be willing to do it for anyone. So I would care. Here's the thing. When you start out and you're trying to build this thing that's going to build you revenue, because I'm talking about I want dollars quicker than I want this like perfect dreamy business. Yep. The people we said yes to y'all. If can I you feel my eyes. <laughs> it's t- to me, it's more about who's willing to pay the premium price. Yep. Then do they fit my ideal client profile? Like I would care a lot less about that. And so you absolutely, especially if this is like a necessity kind of thing, like you were laid off or like you're trying to build something that you need to survive. You have to be willing to do work that mm-hmm. that sucks sometimes yeah. that you wake up yeah. and you're like, <gasps> okay, yeah. but, but this is what you are learning a heck of a lot about business. It's temporary. You're going to learn how to manage people better. You're going to learn how to communicate better. You're going to learn how to streamline your processes so that that shit takes less time so you can get it off your plate. You're going to learn so much during that process. So one, identify a skill you have, create some sort of premium offering around it Two, offer it to people and accept clients that don't always feel perfect or feel right. And that's okay. And then you're going to build a base up. I want you to build savings. I want you to build three to six months of living expenses for you, your household, whatever you need to provide for yourself. And at that point, once you have enough of that saved in the business, I'm talking, I'm not talking about 
outside the business. I'm talking about literally within the walls of your business. Once you have three to six months of expenses to run the business, expenses to pay yourself what you need to survive and live, then and only then can you think about how you might pivot to either take on more ideal clients and less of the ones that are meh or pivot away slowly from offering services and doing something else. You need- Well, and if you don't have the capital start an agency get-go, you could pivot then to do an agency. Right. right. Because that's the thing. I often, even back in the day, didn't hire help until I needed it. Because you can, because right. I think there's this misconception that you must have like people on staff or like people like working for you all the time. But I promise you, if you create a collaborative environment and you find people that are just badass at this certain niche or whatever it is, yeah. that it, you can create a relationship where you bring them on for certain projects or certain jobs. I would have, if I were to do this again today and I was doing more of the web design agency thing, I would have a photographer in my back pocket, which would be you. I would have... <laughs> It would be my photographer. <laughs> well, <laughs> photographer, I would, my agency. I would have copywriting. I would have a backup designer. I would have an SEO specialist. I would have a couple people that are more like on the tech side, like a developer. And the, the interesting thing is just like brainstorming this right now. I probably already have those team of people that I could contact. So what I could 100%. do, which I know sounds crazy, I could I could go ahead and have a little coffee date with each of those people Land and talk clients. about what I'm going to do. But I could go ahead and sell the service as if those things are already in place. Not pay Call at me and be like, need some SEO for this local client. Call at me, need some photos for this local client. Yeah, I would wait to hire those people until I had the project in the door. And I would not be afraid. Because back in the day, I was like scared to bleed money all the time. Today, I would not be afraid to sell a high-end package and then reinvest 20%, 30% of that cost into having other people help. Getting it done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. I love it. I hope that you guys got maybe some inspiration from this today if you are in this headspace. If you took anything away from this episode and, and you're going to utilize it or want to expand upon it further, please let us know about it on Instagram in our DMs at Boss Project. We would love to talk it out with you, cheer you on, support you, like give you some thumbs up with your big silly ideas that aren't big or silly. And we hope honestly, honestly to see you absolutely crush it this year. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com.